0: Loving and knowing God can't be separated from loving people. What's up? What's up, incredible people? I am so thankful for your life and I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of your life through this podcast. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast i am your host mma mcdaniel and i am so giddy y'all because we are entering into the month of love and i figured what better way to enter into this month than by going to the word of god the god who is love and we're gonna be in first john chapter four really talking about how knowing god and loving people are inseparable they go hand in hand And so friends, I think we're going to be blessed by the word of God today. I know that we're going to be blessed. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. So like I said, I am like so excited because really just sitting in the word of God with you guys on this podcast, it brings me so much peace. I get so encouraged and I was telling Josh before we hit record for this podcast that There is so much confidence whenever you are speaking about the Word of God and whenever you are trusting in the Word of God because His Word is what brings eternal life. His Word doesn't return to you void. His Word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. His Word has all authority. Like Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will always remain. And so, That just brings me so much confidence today that The Word of God that is alive and active and breathed by God. I truly believe that wherever you're at today, whatever your current relationships look like, whatever scenarios you are currently walking through, whatever difficulties you're facing, the Word of God meets you there. And I'm really excited just to see how God, through His Word, encourages us, convicts us, helps bless our relationships through the power of His Word. So if you have your Bibles, um, we are going to be hanging out in 1 John Chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. And Jesus' disciple, John, he is writing to a group of believers in this passage of scripture. So starting off, he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. I stopped right there whenever I was studying this passage, and I just wrote this down. I thought this was so good. Loving people and knowing God are inseparable. What John is really saying here is that if I know God, I'm going to love others. And if I love others, I'm proclaiming that I know God. Again, they go hand in hand. The world will know that I am a disciple of Jesus Christ by my love. Like, he literally just kicks this off. Like, if I claim to know who God is, I'm going to love people. And why? Because God himself is love. So to believe in him means to be filled with him. Therefore, it makes sense that I'm going to live a life that's abundant with love for other people because love himself lives in me. It's so powerful. Because I think, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it could be easy to sit back and really reflect on why love? Like, why is love so important? Why do we read that, like, yes, faith and hope, like those things remain, but the greatest of these is love? Like, why? It's because, like, that's who God is. It never, ever fails. Continuing in verse 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. It's like John is just emphasizing this point over and over again that loving God and knowing God is equivalent to loving people. They go hand in hand. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. And okay, I just thought I love studying words. And when I read this, I was like, whoa, okay, It was made manifest among us. What does that even mean? And so I looked it up, and manifest is to be or become clearly revealed to the mind, the senses, or judgment. So basically, God's love was made clear to us through this. John is about to tell us like how the love of God was made so clear to you and me. And this is what he says. That God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Friends, This is the gospel. This is Romans 5.8, God demonstrating his perfect love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ came and died for us anyway. It's Galatians 2.20 that like, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me when I put my faith in Christ. And that brings back that full circle. Because I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Love lives in me. I'm living a life of love as a follower of Jesus. They will know that I'm a follower of Jesus by my love. This is so powerful. Verse 10: In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Now, perpetuation is one, a little hard to say, and two, I think really easy to be like, okay, what does that even mean? And the actual definition of propitiation is the means of appeasing wrath and gaining the goodwill of an offended person. So friends, literally right here, John is just laying out the gospel. Because I'm going to read that verse again. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So we, going back to definition of propitiation, like the wrath of God is what we were deserving of. But we gained the good will of God because though we offended him with our sin and our rebellion, Jesus gave his life so that it could be appeased. And through faith in his son Jesus, we could be made right with God. We could have peace with God. We could stand boldly before the throne of God and be his friend. Friends, this is so good. This is the love of God. It's John 3, 16. Like God so loved the world. This, I I can't emphasize this enough. Like this is literally the heart of this podcast that like faith comes by hearing and that is hearing the word about Christ. I can't emphasize the gospel enough because friends, this is the, this is our hope. This is what's given me purpose. Like it brings me to tears when I start talking about it because this is why I can say like I've never met you before, but I love you so much. (laughs) Why? Because God first loved me and he lives in me and I am compelled by such a love that I love you like crazy because I know you've been made in the image of God. I know that God loves you so much and I'm so grateful for who you are this is like this gospel is the hope of the world and now could just continuing so in verse 11 beloved if god so loved us look he is like hitting this home beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another like it's like he's just making sure that you hear him like hey okay if you know god god is love And if you know God, he lives in you, meaning love lives in you. So if you know God and love God, you're to live a life of love on other people. It's like over and over again. And he says, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. It's kind of like the wind. Like you don't actually see the wind. But you see how the trees blow and how the leaves fall off of the trees. And you see so much impact how the waves crash on the... like. You see so much of how the wind impacts things and the effect that wind has. And it's the same with us like though we may not physically see god we can see god through how we love one another because god is love and when god lives in us we can display and reflect who he is it's like in second corinthians 5 where we read that like literally we are called ambassadors of christ and to be ambassadors means that we literally are representatives like representatives like we represent who God is to the world think about that that's so so powerful in verse 13 I'm really excited to hang out here just for a hot second because I really pray that this brings a lot of calmness and peace to those of you who are wrestling of like oh my goodness do I actually know God am I actually saved like does, does God actually love me? Like, is He act, does his spirit actually live in me? I love these next two verses because John brings so much clarity to questions that I really think a lot of us may wrestle with. And he's like, hey, I want to bring some peace and clarity to the chaos and confusion the enemy would love for you to stay in. Verse 13, by this, we know that we abide in him and he abides in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. I know that God lives in me and I live in God because he has given me his spirit. And verse 14, and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. I'm just going to let there be a little like pause here to take a deep breath. I think sometimes we can overcomplicate the precious gift of salvation sometimes. It literally says, this is the word of God. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they live in God. His spirit is in you. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved, no longer weighed down by the weight of shame. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray that that just brings a breath of relief to you today. The enemy is a thief who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I do believe that there are times that The enemy robs our joy of intimacy with God. He destroys our peace of walking with God because he would love for us to be convinced that we actually don't know him when in actuality, we very much do. And so I just am so grateful for this, the power and sometimes the simplicity of how profound scripture is. I'm just gonna read that one more time before we continue. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God God abides in him and he in God. Friends, those aren't my words. This is like what we said before this podcast started. This is the word of God (laughs) breathed by him. It doesn't return void. Verse 16. This, I love this verse so much. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. I want to talk to the person who may know Because this word know here in scripture, it's literally just to have knowledge. So you may know because you've heard it before, because you've read it before, that God loves you. But notice that John doesn't stick there. Like he says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. This word believe, it means to accept as true And so I just want to take a hot second and speak to the person who may like have head knowledge that, yeah, I heard that God loves me, but I want to challenge you. Have you actually accepted that as the truth that God loves you so much and you can't earn it? (laughs) It's who he is and he made you and he loves you. And that's just factual, I love in Psalm 139, I think about this so often, but the psalmist, whenever he's talking about how like the Lord has, he knit me together in my mother's womb. He saw me in the secret place, fearfully and wonderfully, like was I made. And then he says this, he says, Lord, your works are wonderful. My soul knows it very well. My soul knows it full well. And I think that's just so powerful. Not only to like have knowledge of something. But actually accept it as truth. And for like who you are to know something full well. Like deep within the, the richness of my bones. I know that God loves me. And I accept it as the truth. Like it is fully well with my soul. Fully well. This is God's love. Not that we loved god but that he loved us like before you even had the knowledge that god loved you he loved you and i pray you can accept that as truth today come to know and to believe the love god has for us god is love and whoever abides in love abides in god and god abides in him Verse 17, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. And that confidence in the day of judgment, it's like going back to the gospel. Like if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believing that God raised him from the dead, friend, you have the hope of eternity, Like, love, as we're about to read, casts out your fear. Like, you know that for the rest, like, yes, you may have a physical death, but spiritually you are alive in Christ and you are promised eternity forever with Him. So on the day of judgment, when Christ comes back, you can boldly stand before Him, knowing that you are right with Him and you will hear the Father say, Well done, my good and faithful servant, because you knew my Son and you followed my Son. This is so relieving. It's like, it really does cast out all fear, the perfect love of God. So we can stand confident on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Verse 18, like I was just um, speaking into, that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Verse 19, we love, look, he's, it's like this full circle. He's coming right back at it. This is like the whole theme of today. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. I, I really love that today's podcast is not like touching on all of these different points and like going just crazy deep, but it really is so simple. Like, friend, God loves you. He is love. And if you know him and love him, then he lives in you and you're called to love other people. How powerful is this? It totally shifts my perspective of how I navigate any relationship, including a relationship with myself. Like, love others as you love yourself. Like, when I truly know God, like, I have a different perspective of me. Like, yeah, I'm aware of my sin before a holy and perfect God, but I'm also aware that I was made in His image, fearfully and wonderfully, that I have purpose, and I don't only know, but I believe and accept it as true that He loves me. Like, to really know God and love Him, it changes how you treat yourself, and it changes how you treat other people. And I really, like I said, couldn't think of a better way to kick off this month of love than to just go to the Word of God the God who is love. And hanging out a little bit in, in these last verses of um, 1 John 4, like 7 through 21. I just love like to answer the question, why do we love? Because God first loved us. He is literally our reason. And to think about the fact that like, yeah, John's right. If I say that I love God, but I hate my brother or sister, that's really confusing. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him whoever loves God must also love his brother. And I really wanted to just finish off our time with Jesus being asked, What is the most important commandment? He says, The greatest commandment is this, that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And the second is like it. The second most important is like it. To love our neighbor as ourself. Loving and knowing God can't be separated from loving people. They go hand in hand. I love you so very much and God loves you so very much. And I pray you can accept this as true and rest in it and live it out and share it with other people today. I love you all so much. Bye guys.